0: The Sharks had their greediest, guttiest performance uh, on Saturday night in a win over the Vancouver Canucks. We're going to break down that game, look at what the stats say, and check in on the Kuda who have been struggling as of late and try to break down what is happening there in uh, in with the Barracuda and how they can try to turn things around here. So um, all that and more on today's episode you Locked on Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to Locked on Sharks, the premier hockey podcast covering your favorite team in the area my name is tank commander jd young i want to thank you for making a lockdown sharks your first listen probably a part of the lockdown network we cover your team every day and if you want to be in everyday or all you gotta do is just follow on wherever you get podcasts or you can watch on youtube as well and on today's show like i said we're going to be discussing the sharks gritty win over the canucks um dig into the numbers look at how the uh, kind of new lines uh, performed against this very very good canucks team and then get in uh, kind of look at how the barracudas weekend went as they dropped both their games against the ontario rain um before we do all that uh, i know tonight the sharks do take on the caps um and if you want to watch every hit every shot uh, from the home or if you want to catch every hit every shot from the hometown broadcast you can do that on the sirius xm um on this sxm app search sharks and do also want to let you know today's episode is brought to you guys by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app, use promo code Locked On NHL to get a hundred dollar match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. So the Sharks a very nice four to three win over the Canucks. Um, made you sweat as you would expect with every Sharks uh, game this year, making you sweat down the end as they held on to the lead. But um, you. Saw, I got to see some pieces there, uh, you know, kind of coming together. And this was the Mikkel Grandlin game. This was the game where, like, okay, this is what Mikkel Grandlin can do. And um, Mikkel Grandlin was on fire on, on Saturday night. Um, of course, the coast-to-coast uh, goal that that's going on the year on highlight reel, that, that goal was um, absolutely Beautiful, but you saw he kind of was feeling it. And Maybe it's he's finally kind of fully healthy, kind of fully integrated into the, the system, getting used to playing with his line mates. Um, and Mikel Grandland was great on Friday night. We need to see more of that, or sorry, Saturday night. You need to continue to see that from Mikel Grandland if the Sharks want to continue to kind of build this foundation. Um, and I know Mikel Grandland won't be here in a couple of years and maybe won't even be here by the, the trade deadline, but having him. Again, playing with some of these younger guys, like, uh, you know, he's playing with Zetterlin, uh, on, and we'll get into how that line performed, but just having competent centers makes your life so much easier, right? Um, you know, we, we've seen hurdles had an amazing year this year and it's been a lot of kind of trying to figure out the center position behind him, especially with Logan Couture being out. Mm-hmm. And if Granlin can, I don't expect this for Granlin every night, but if he can, you know, continue to play good hockey, it's just going to make your life easier as you try to develop some of these younger players. So that way you can bring in the guys like Gushin and Bortolo and, um, you know, just continue to have William Ekman play well because you ha- you have good center play. Um, it's so important having good center play because it just, again, it makes your life so much easier around you where, you um, you know, everyone can kind of fill into what they're supposed to do. Um, And you're not having these young guys kind of maybe having to do more than they're supposed to. um, If you just have good center depth and having Mikael Granlin play like this, um, again, maybe not coast to coast on a piece of toast every night, but, you know, just having them play well is going to do, it's going to do so much for the sharks as they continue to try to, you know, put something together again, not expecting a playoff or anything, but, playing competent hockey, right? That's the goal right now is to just play competent, play hard every night, play competent. Um, the Sharks did this. They actually, for the first half of this game, was out playing Vancouver, uh, especially at five on five. We'll get to the numbers here in a little bit. But, um, you know, for the first two periods, the Sharks were out playing Vancouver, and then Vancouver really put the pedal to the metal as they were trying to uh, come back in the, the third period. Um, but that's what you want to see, right? Especially a team that, Three weeks ago beat the doors off you and then a ten to one um and then you know they they beat you again uh, last week at, in vancouver um and that game wasn't really even that it was kind of competitive but you know we saw vancouver kind of do kind of put the you know put the game away when they needed to um and it was good to see the sharks play with the lead and, and kind of learning from those experiences of playing with the lead so um but some of the guys who I think really stood out. Uh, well, let, let's start with the yard sale, of course. Uh, the big kind of scrum. Um, and it was interesting to see, you know, Killin Addison taking a, a hit from uh, Elias Peterson and borderline dirty hit or not. I mean, you can, you know, if you ask fans, they're going to say it's a dirty hit. If you ask connects fans, they're going to say it's a clean hit. And that's just kind of the way it is. I, I would probably lean more towards it was a clean hit. Elias Peterson doesn't, he's not a dirty player, um, but you know, Matt Benning comes in, tries and sticks up for his teammate and Matt, but Matt Bennington was a little dirty with, with the, the cross check in the back, but then everybody kind of coming together to then Cale and Addison, um, just not stop talking, willing to go and, and drawing the 10 minute misconduct there. But um, Addison's play has really improved recently um and now that he's gotten here gotten used to the system you know kind of gotten acclimated and you can see especially on the power play the power play on friday looks looks great the power play uh was one for two on saturday you can see the power the power play is starting to come together right now and that is because you have a guy like kalen addison who can run the power play and that that's good again playing competent hockey, having a, an actual NHL power play unit out there, um, it's going to do wonders for this team, right. Uh, of, of, you know, we can say RIP to the five, four unit now, um, because this, the power play just looks so much better with Kalen Addison out there running it. And, um, you know, thanks to Cal trying his best, and everything out there and some of the other guys, but just good to see some of these it looking better and looking like a professional unit. Right. And you're starting to see that that's coming together. And, you know, I know David Quinn said they've been working on kind of that quickness with it, that puck movement, like boom, 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 get the puck moving and don't just kind of sit there. And you're seeing that come to fruition now is that like, don't just hold on to the puck. Don't just dust it off. Like, Keep the puck moving. Keep the puck moving. Keep the puck moving, and that's that's led to a lot of their success, especially in the offensive zone, um, not only on the power play, but just in general. Like just this team's ability to again look just look like an NHL team right now. At, at not even full games, just let's can we get string together a couple of good shifts of looking like an, an NHL team? And you're starting to see that, especially from the top six guys um, and Mike Hoffman kind of coming alive here, and Mikel Granlund. Um, playing well those are going to be those are going to be big big pieces for the uh um sharks moving forward at the trade deadline or just again looking like a competent team so um so performance uh shout out to ty emerson first career nhl goal um good for him um you know it's is he's been i think he's been playing really really well for the, for the sharks and i think he's starting again getting acclimated especially as a guy who came in late during training camp um this, it's been kind of a mess um so we'll see if he can continue it going forward um I, I i think he should be an every night nhl player for the sharks because you know this season's about growing and developing some of these young guys so but overall i, I think just the way this team kind of Stuck together, fought, um, you know, and kind of ground out this win, right? They're, they're not going to – it's not going to be a lot of flashy – when they do win, it's not going to be a lot of flashy wins. I know that they had a 5-1 to one win over the Blues, and that kind of felt like a, a boiling over game where you've been kind of waiting and everything just kind of finally um, came together. But the wins they get are probably going to be a lot of these gritty-gutty, like – Three to two, four to three type of wins, where you're you're having to play good hockey down down the stretch and hold on to a lead. Um, I don't see the team coming back from a lot of games, but holding on to leads, you know, kind of building your lead early and then trying to hold on. Um, that's going to be kind of their 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 recipe and their their key to success. And um, I think you can point to, but spe- you know, going back way in in the, the off season, you know, if you wanted to see how the team could get better, um, having a good Penalty kill, which the penalty kill has been better recently. Um, playing good, good, playing good special teams. You're seeing the power play starting to come together, um, and then just kind of hanging there at five on five, and that's what the Sharks have been doing in the past couple. You know, um, the, the last two games, right? Um, not not the cracking game, but the last two games against. A bad team in the Canadians, but then a very good team in the Canucks, and they play the Caps on on Friday before heading or on Monday before a very long East Coast road trip. So, um, they need to kind of continue that with, especially against a Caps team that has been again playing better as well. So, uh, we'll get into what the numbers say uh, for this game, and then we'll talk about the Barracuda here in just one second. If you run a solo small business, you're an army of one. But you still need a CPA, bookkeeper, separate payroll solution and more, let Collective take care of the paperwork while you take care of business. Collective is a, the number one financial solution for freelancers, contractors, and self-employed entrepreneurs that let you focus on your passion, not your paperwork. Let Collective handle all the paperwork you dread, like corporate formation, compliance, taxes, bookkeeping, accounting, even payroll. The best part is a fraction of the cost of a CPA. Collective knows if you're a business of one, um, makes over 80000 a year, you'll find Find the most value from the services. So join the thousands of solopreneurs who are average uh, saved an average of ten thousand per year on taxes with their structure right now collective is offering a one month free no onboarding feed. If you go to collective.com slash locked on and tell them locked on NHL sent you that's $550 value for free. When you go to collective.com slash locked on NHL and tell them locked on NHL sent you as collective.com slash locked on NHL. Tell them locked on NHL sent you. All right. So let's dig into the numbers for this Sharks game. Um, So, again, Sharks outplayed the Canucks for a good portion of this game, and then kind of around the the beginning of the third period, Vancouver really put it on as they're trying to, uh, you know, trying to come back in this game. And, you know, they they did make it very, very close at the end there, but... um, so we had almost we had 49 minutes 26 seconds of 5v5 time 50 to 41 shot attempts um, actual shots for was 22 to 19 both those in favor of the Canucks scoring chances for 24 to 24. Um, high danger chances, 13 to 8, but again, uh, a lot of the Canucks' damage really coming in the third period when they were down. The 21-shot attempts, uh, the, the Sharks, 8 in the third period, um, 9 to 6 scoring chances, 5 to 3 high danger chances. Um, again, this this team in the third period really trying to kind of come back. Spectacles for was 2.31 to 1.47, um, and again, the third period where the Canucks, they had Basically a goal, expect a goal four in the third period of 5v5 um, as they were pushing to to tie this thing up. So um, four lines. We had uh, Eklund, Hurdle, Hoffman, Sedina, Granlin, Duclair. Uh, then we also had uh, – huh, doesn't really have the, the third uh, line out there. Of Sturm, um, McDonald, and then Luke cunning I guess they didn't really play enough ice time at 5v5. That's weird. Um, And then you had uh, Giovanni Smith, Ryan Carpenter, and Kevin LeBanc as your uh, fourth line. And Eklund Hurdle-Hoffman line played well. So 12-4, 13 shot attempts, four, gave up 12, uh, four to four uh, shots, four. Uh, actual, they did have a goal for as well. Uh, expected goals for is 0.5 to 0.77. So pretty close there. Seven to six scoring chances, two to five high danger chances. So a little bit, uh, tough on the high danger chances. Uh, and mostly zone offensive zone starts with nine, three, three. Zetterlin, Granlin, Duclair played 11 to one, eight to nine shot attempts, uh, three to five uh, in favor of the Canucks of shots on goal, 0.18 to 0.15 expected goals, um, six to three scoring chances, uh, two to nothing high danger chances. And then they mostly play started in their own zone. So it's good to see that they're starting in their own zone and they're getting the puck out of the zone and kind of getting things going. And I think a lot of it has to do with grandland playing really well and Zetterlin, every line Zetterlin has been on this year. That line is, instantly better. He's been, very, very good this year for the Sharks, and we've talked about Zerlin at length on this show. But um, you can really see the way he's playing with confidence, and just makes his line mates better because of just the guy just plays with his hair on fire all the time. Um, there was a picture of him scoring the goal, and the, he looked like he was about to burst like a, a vein because of just how excited he was. So, um, Smith Carpenter and LeBanc played five thirty-one, five to seven shot attempts three to three actual shots on goal 0.38 to 0.24 expected goals for um, three to four scoring chances in favor of the Canucks and two to three uh, high danger chances. And they um, neutral the offensive zone starts for them. So, um, Pretty pretty solid again for a Canucks team that really likes to kind of control the puck and push the pace. Um this line played really the, the lines play really, really well tonight or on Saturday night. Um, you know, and we'll see with Zadina how long Zadina is out. It's they say day to day. Um, so if we'll see if he's out there on Monday or if maybe they wait till because then they don't play again Thursday in Boston. So maybe give him a couple of days uh to kind of get healthy. That'd be almost a week for him to kind of get healthy. Um, so we, and they didn't practice on Sunday. So we don't know anything about the line. So, um, let's look at the defenseman. And again, um, Matt Benning had the best course for, uh, five V five. Uh, so 14 to 14 shot attempts, 50%, um, their expected goals for, uh, when Matt Benning 0.37 to 0.7. So kind of a little bit, you know. Giving up maybe a little bit more high danger chances there. Um Mario Ferraro played uh his of course he four was 48.15. Uh expected goals four point three to 0.72, kind of the same thing there. Um Kyle Bros, 18 to 20. covers also had a massive hit uh, on uh, on the side there, too. Um his yeah, so 18 to 20 shot attempts with burrows on the ice 1.06 to 0.94 so positive expected goals for there. um kaylin addison 11 to 14 shot attempts, six to eight uh, actual shots 0.26 to point or to one expected goal out so maybe not the best defensively right there but you know you live with it um and then ty Emerson, 14 to 19 so of course before 42 percent uh 0.29 to 1.01 expected goals um and then Vlasic 12 to 18 shot attempts, uh 40% Corsi, 0.66 to 0.24 expected goals. Is Vlasic back question mark? Uh probably not, but um yeah. So I mean the defense not too bad. Uh, I think I think you can point to a lot of, you know, I thought the Emerson goal was really nice. I maybe the stats didn't really kind of weren't in very much in. Addison's favor. I really like the way addison played that night, especially on the on the power play I think that that's where his you can really kind of see um what he's been doing there on the power play and then kapokakinen's night um I think which goal there was one goal that was the first goal was a little bit leaky um where he checked behind. he probably wants that one back but overall, I mean i I think kapokakinen played really, really well tonight as well uh, or Saturday I keep saying tonight um so fifty nine thirty time on ice for Um, 33 shots, 30 saves, 3 goals against. Expected goals against is 4.3. So another positive night. 909 save percentage, 303 goals against. Um, phase 10 high-danger shots made 9 high-danger saves. 10 mid-danger um, made 8 da- uh, mid-danger saves. And then 13 for 13 on the low-danger shots. So... Um, yeah, I mean that's the formula, right? Um, try to get a lead, hold you know, kind of hold out, play good special teams, um, and then you know try to squeak out a win there. So and, and hope your goaltenders continue to be special. And the both the goalies have been really, really good this year. Um, I know if you look at the Sabres and stuff, they don't look that great, but if you've been watching the this scene, this, these these guys have been under siege every game, uh, night in, night out, and I think the goalies have really, really played well and. Um, Sharks will definitely have some trade offers, I would assume, for Blackwood and and or Capo Um, And I think they're going to have to, you know, they might have to make some decisions if they want to keep one or both of them um, going forward. Because I think you might have really found something with Blackwood and Capo Cacconin. So, um, so, yeah, that was a good win for the Sharks. So Yeah. Um, I know people a little worried about the tank, especially with a two point. Now it's two points between the sharks and Chicago, but uh, the sharks haven't won a road game and they're playing a ton of East coast teams here, including um, the Bruins. I know they're playing the Rangers. They're playing like the Jer- the devils, the Islanders, like they're playing a lot of uh, a lot of very good competitive teams here soon. So um, yeah, they'll, they'll be, it's probably going to be a long two weeks for them here. So um Before we get to the CUDA uh, and talk about what they kind of need to do to get things back on track here, I just need to take a quick break. Talk to you about our good friends over at Sleeper. Uh, The new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Uh, The Sharks could maybe score 50 goals combined. Um, The Sharks could definitely be in the running for the uh, number one draft pick. And you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is the number one choice for Daily Fantasy sports, and especially Daily Fantasy hockey, because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy hockey contests. Um, All you got to do is just pick either your favorite players um, or stars. So if you want to pick like McDavid, uh, Ovechkin, Crosby, or you could pick like Hurdle, Slippery Pete, whoever you want to root for that night. And then just record more or less of their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in a given game. To win a hundred times bet on sleeper, you just need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Sharks fans. You can win a hundred times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleepers. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Uh, use promo code locked on NHL and you'll get a hundred dollar match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code locked on NHL. See sleepers terms of use for details and locational availability. All right. So the Barracuda. um, I've been struggling and let's start with the positives before we kind of dig into what I think. And. I think for the positives, the defense has really started to come together. And I think you can see a much better structure from the defense. And I think the goaltenders have been playing. The three headed monsters between uh, Itu Makanemi, who played this weekend, um, you know, Georgie Romanoff and Magnus Krona. And I think the goalies have been playing really well for the most part. I think the Sharks, you can kind of look at the Sharks goalie pipeline and the the. The, the remake that they've done of it in, in the past, you know, two years and kind of point and be like, Oh, there, there's some, there might be a little bit of hope here with, with the Sharks goalies. Um, but the, I think the defensive structure has been much better. Um, they're not kind of, there's the occasional, you know, two on one or, or kind of breakaway goals. But I, I feel like those have gone way, way down um, recently. But the, the problem with the Barracuda right now is they're just not scoring enough goals. You know um, uh, if you, want to look to the one area where I think it's really killing them. It's the power play. Um, and the sharks we've seen the power play get better recently um, as guys have kind of gotten healthy and kind of gotten, you know, acclimated to the system, the Barracuda, the power play has been abysmal um, Friday's game against the rain. When they lost three to nothing uh, they went over two on the power play and it looks okay. Ish at times. Um, Saturday's game against the Rain when they lost 4 to 2 they went 0 for 5 on the power play. And if you're given 5 power play opportunities and you don't know, score one that is that is a massive massive red flag. And the power play it had its moments on Saturday but um again like this this power play needs to needs to start kind of clicking here soon. And one move I would really like to see is moving Shakir Mukhamadoulin off the second unit onto the first unit. Um, I Right now, Henry Thrun's on the, the first unit, and I just think Mukhamadoulin is a more dynamic um, offensive defenseman, if that makes sense. I think he's just able to kind of create more um, when he is kind of running running the power play. And I, that would be one move I'd like to see. I, I think you still have a lot of the good pieces there between Bortolo and Gushin and Bailey um, and then Castles. Like all the rest of the pieces make a lot of sense, right? And they they did get some really good looks, especially uh, Bortolo, I think, uh, uh, had some really nice looks as well. But I would like to see Shakir Mukumadoulin, who I think can do a little bit more to kind of read the play and find guys and kind of keep the puck moving and maybe not as little kind of meat and potato if that makes sense, as Henry Thrun is. I think Henry Thrun's a little bit more of a kind of just keep it keep it going, but maybe not as dynamic. I think Shakir Mukumadoulin can be a more dynamic player. Um, you know, he's not Eric Carlson back there doing kind of crazy stuff. I think he can he can do a little bit more to kind of make those cross-ice passes instead of just kind of over here, over here, let me, you know, let's let's switch off. Um, I think he can be a little bit more dynamic. And I think that's what the power play needs right now, is because it's it's been bad. Um, and this isn't just the past two games. Right now they are 30th out of 32 AHL teams at 12.5% on the power play. Um that's a uh, not very good. Um, they've they've had fifty power or sixty four power play opportunities and they've only scored eight goals. Um, so even if you just look at the raw numbers, eight goals is twenty uh, eighth in the league. Um, and they've given up 3 shorthanded goals, so you're at five to be honest. So. Um, and the power they're getting a fair amount of power play they're kind of middle of the pack with power play opportunities uh with with 64 in 16 games but again you 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 cannot if this team wants to be a power uh, a playoff team and it's getting very very it's getting late kind of early here right early yeah um the the, the team needs to go on a run here if they need if they need to string together multiple wins and they haven't even been able to win two games in a row this season like they need to start stringing together a a winning a good long winning streak um to get things going and um you know we we hear you hear from the sharks like yes we want our ahl guys to learn how to win um before you come up and, and start to win games in the nhl um but right now the Barracuda are eighth in the division um, and they are six points back um, uh, from a playoff spot. I think if the top seven get in from the Pacific, if I remember correctly. Um, So they are six points back from a a playoff spot and um, Coachella has a game in hand right now and they do play Coachella this week. So it's a big opportunity um, for them to kind of, you know, make up some ground there, but like this, you don't want to be the team that just kind of squeaks in. And then you got to play like the Rain or the Canucks early. Like you want to kind of be a little bit more in the middle of the pack, and you 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 got to start winning some games here. And I think a big emphasis needs to be the power play. And I like to see if they go to Shakir Mukmadulin, who's going to be one of your defensive, hopefully defensive stars of the future. Um, give him an opportunity because I th- I think we we saw last year he kind of really injected some life into the power play at the end of the season. Um, But I think it starts there. I think Shakira Mukherjee running the point um, can make this power play more dangerous uh, because you, you got to do something. You can't just keep, uh, you know, you can't go out there and try to win games when you're going over five on the power play. So um, the forwards though, I think it's, it's, you know, if it's not the power play, I think it's, it feels very much, um, if kind of the big names aren't producing, you're, they're, they're, they're struggling. And Brandon Coe has been, you know, started the season really good, but he's, you know, kind of tailed t- t- a little bit. I know he scored the other night, uh, last week, but you know, if it's not Bortolo, if it's not Gushen, you know, it, it feels like it's nobody else right now. And so I think that's, that's a big thing. You need to get some more depth scoring and you need to get the power play going. I think if you can do that, Keep your defensive structure and hope and continue playing, getting good play from the goalies. Um, I, I think that's there, there's still a lot of things to like here about the Barracuda. And I, I, I think they can go on a run, but you got to start, you got to start going now. It's, it's, it's go time for the Barracuda to really figure something out. So they, um, going forward. So, uh, when is their schedule here right now? If I, you know, uh, what do they play? Um, so I know they, they've got a couple games coming up this weekend. Um, why am I struggling to find their schedules? There we go. Um, so got some games coming up um, this weekend. Who are they playing? So uh, they play Coachella on Wednesday. Um, so that's a big game for them if they can uh that try to make up some ground you're playing tucson who's just a little bit ahead of you henderson who's been much better you got like a a nice homestand coming up middle december um, between henderson calgary and tucson um before you play bakersfield and henderson again uh right around the the kind of christmas time so um you need to take advantage of these home games and stealing this week if they can go two for three right win win a game you know beat uh if you can split with tucson and then you 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 uh beat coachella on wednesday um think i'm home maybe you know try to again try to tie to put some strings and wins together so um that's going to be it for me today uh we'll be back tomorrow to recap the uh caps game and then on wednesday uh we'll we've already hit the Kind of quarter, is it quarter mark, quarter poll? We've 25% of the seasons done. So we'll kind of dig into some of the numbers, some of the performances from this year and kind of project ahead of what we can expect to see from the Sharks. And then uh, Thursday, we'll probably dig into some prospect film as some of the guys I've been watching and get some updated, uh, updated takes and what I've seen from some guys recently. So uh, plenty of good stuff coming here at Locked on Sharks. Make sure you guys are following wherever you get podcasts. And of course, you can watch on YouTube as well. Um, When you're done listening to this, go check out the Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. So Locked On Sports Day has you covered 24-7, covering the top sports stories on the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Day on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Um, You can also follow Locked On Sharks wherever you're on Twitter, facebook and instagram at lockdown sharks you can follow me on twitter at my fry hole till tomorrow bye friends